Welcome to the Smart Connector, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs be the leader their ideal people love. Build your influence, wealth and success, attract others for all the right reasons and become a Smart Connector, the architect of your amazing business and life. This is Jean Boehner. It's Thursday night and we're going live on the Smart Connector group with an interview with Cecilia Harvey. Welcome, Cecilia. Hello, I'm so excited. Honestly, it's really, really great to have Cecilia here. We're very honored and privileged to have you here tonight because Cecilia is a very, very special person. (laughs) That's one way of putting it, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so just a little bit about Cecilia. She's CEO of Hive Dynamics, which is a very exciting tech company that we'll be talking about during the interview. She's also founder and chairperson of Tech Women, tech in, is it Tech Women Today, Cecilia? Women today, yeah. And Ladies Who Launch. So she's she's a very, very prolific and successful entrepreneur. And I believe you also raise um, funds. You're, you're also active in investment, aren't you, uh, Cecilia? For, uh, well, I used to work in, I used to work in, um, in, in banking. Like for, for 20 years, I worked in banking. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so over to you. We'd love to hear all about you, Cecilia. How did it all begin? Because you're not from the UK, are you? No, no, yeah. Um, I'm originally from New York, actually. And I've been in the UK for, it'll be 13 years. My goodness. It it was only supposed to be for three months. Um, (laughs) And I can tell you more about that. But I I started off my career working in in Wall Street. Um, I started off working in investment banking. I grew up on a trading floor. And through that experience, uh, I, that's where I really got to experience uh, initially technology. Those are very much technology businesses and using tech in order to grow those businesses. So I got very early in my career exposure to technology and it was definitely something that I wasn't expecting. If you would have told me 20 years ago that I was going to be the CEO of a tech company, I would have told you were absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, here we go. That's life, and you know, absolutely enjoying it. So, yeah. So, tell me, what was it like being a woman on the trading floor in Wall Street? Was it really like the wolf? <laughs> Everybody asked me that. I had so much fun. It was just, I knew from really my first year at university that that's what I wanted to do. Um, I was so fortunate in that my university had amazing programs and amazing alumni. And one of the, my first year, I went on this trip called the Wall Street trip. And what it was, and usually only students in their final year went on that trip. So I think I was perhaps the only first year student that went. And that year, uh, we drove down on a bus. You can imagine the scene. It's, you know, all women on this bus, you know, heading to New York City at five in the morning, um, wearing suits, pretty much everybody had the same uniform, suits, bun in the hair, black suit, all of that. And we visited J.P. Morgan, Merrill Lynch, and Goldman Sachs. And that was the first time where I saw a trading floor. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is this is where I want to work. I seeing all the activity and the buzz and the, the screens and the energy, I just thought, this is for me. 
So for the next four years, I really worked in terms of getting the right internships and just preparing myself to make sure that I had that job after graduation. And you enjoyed it. You must have been a tough cookie because I can't imagine that it was that easy an environment. It was, it was a fun environment. It was, it was challenging in that there's, it's fast moving. Um, you have to consider so many different things at once when you're doing trade execution. You have to also be calm. You have to also make sure that you're communicating well with your teammates. So from that aspect, it was difficult in that, you know, there's so much going on. So challenging. you really yeah. demonstrate. But I had, it, it was such an amazing time in my life and my career. The what I learned through that experience, I'm still leveraging in my career. You know, amazing. Career. So, I I would give anything to go back and repeat it. <laughs> That's wonderful. So so, what happened after that, Cecilia? Then where did you go after you to, after you finished there? Yeah. No. After that, I really much continued my career, just working in, in different organizations. Um, within banking, always a, a technology edge to it, though. Mm -hmm. And I just loved working at different organizations and different banks and seeing different cultures and, and just different products. And financial services is such a dynamic industry. Mm -hmm. And it, while also getting exposure to technology and how to manage technology like a business in such a fast, cutting-edge industry, was just an invaluable experience um, for throughout my career. So absolutely enjoyed it and just I think I've worked at pretty much every every bank you could possibly work at um, on both sides of the Atlantic whether it be directly for that organization or in a consulting capacity but um, but I but I absolutely love that because one of the great things also in, in an industry like that is just the different people and the dynamics and the global nature of things which I absolutely love so every day you're showing up and you're getting a new experience, you're learning, which is which was so important to me. I always wanted to be doing something where I would be constantly learning. And I always wanted to be doing something where I would be challenged in different ways. Um, and I definitely got that throughout those years in my career. And you've maintained that as well, haven't you, Cecilia? Because what you're doing now is so exciting. Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely love it. Like I said before, if you told me um, that I'd be the CEO of a tech company, you know, when I first started out, I would have thought you were absolutely crazy. But, um, my friends and, you know, a lot of my colleagues are like, yeah, like there, there was never any question that that was going to happen. <laughs> but what I love now at, at this point in my career is leading an organization where you're doing tech that is really helping to make a difference in, in people's lives where, um, Hive, we're a sensor technology company, and through our sensor technology, we provide data insights and, and just data precision um, for, for organizations. And one of the benefits of that is that we, our tagline is um, elevation through innovation. And it's something that we're so passionate about. And it's something that you get behind because technology can be an amazing thing that helps to really help communities evolve, um, helps organizations, but also if you're not looking at it and, and doing things in the right way, it could be a weapon of mass destruction. Absolutely. 
So particularly as a tech leader, and I think, you know, we all know the different stories out there um, involving tech and leadership today. I, what was quite important for me, particularly being the CEO of a technology company, was making sure that we embedded the values throughout the organization of the type of technology company we were going to be. Mm-hmm. Be inclusive. We were going to be accountable. We were going to be responsible. And that's something that goes from the most junior employee to the most senior person within the organization. And it's something that we all really take on board. It's something that is, is definitely embedded in the fabric of the organization. And it, it's mm-hmm. something that I'm proud of that we're actually creating a culture there where people feel valued, mm-hmm. where we're creating innovative solutions that are really helping to improve societies, businesses, and also just day-to-day people's lives. And I think that that's something that is really um, makes me want to wake up every day and definitely our, our team wake up every day and just go out there and just deliver the best tech we can. That's really, really fantastic. And I think one of the things that you said that was most interesting, Cecilia, was about technology being, it can be a force for good or it can be a force for evil, depending on your particular values and mindset. And I think that's so interesting because this is a a strand that's about connection. So connection to many is really where technology hits large numbers of people isn't it and so what you do as a tech ceo or uh, working in tech and bringing tech to the world is going to have inevitably an impact on society isn't it no absolutely and i think that's one of the that's one of the things that that i enjoy most um one of the questions that i constantly put out there to people and people are probably getting sick of hearing it within the company is that um, when we're thinking about how the tech that we want to build and you know where we want to go next with what we're developing, I ask all of our, our engineers, our team to think, okay, imagine a world where we can do X. Imagine a world where Y is possible. Imagine a world where we no longer have to worry about Z. And that's what we want to do with our sensor technology. So things that we thought were impossible now all of a sudden are reality and and that's possible with tech and that's powerful and that's what very powerful makes people want to work within this industry that's what makes yes. people want to give so much and, and develop tech because if it's helping to advance societies and improve people's lives i, I can't imagine a, a more enjoyable job where you feel fulfilled and where you feel that you're you're actually making an impact. Um, Definitely. Definitely. So, Cecilia, I'd love to hear more about what Hive Dynamics actually does. <clears throat> so could you could you just expand on that? Yeah, I mean, in a, in a great example is um, with what's going now with, with the current pandemic. So, as I said, we're a sensor technology company, and, and a lot of our technology is able to um, provide the sensors that are that is able to detect um, even ab- even vital abnormalities so remote monitoring capabilities of, of health vitals is a key thing right now once mm-hmm. the once the coronavirus pandemic hit we knew that our technology was going to be completely applicable to 
creating solutions for um, for this pandemic, even currently for the pandemic and even afterwards, um, because our sensor technology is able to uh, detect if there are abnormalities in, in certain vitals. So if somebody is experiencing a sudden spike in temperature, if somebody is experiencing irregular heartbeat or irregular breathing patterns, some of these could potentially be symptoms um, for, for coronavirus and also in terms of um, just any sort of vital abnormalities. And remote monitoring is something that's going to continue to be a trend, especially as we see capacity constraints within our health sy- healthcare systems, even before the pandemic hit. Oh, hospitals that were stressed in terms of people on the front line being challenged in terms of their ability um, to really be able to um, provide service for a, a growing population, an aging population. Yeah. I definitely an aging population. So the ability to have those remote monitoring capabilities where uh, your, your vitals can be monitored even before you need to make the decision of, do I have to go to hospital now? You know, is this something where I, I can wait? And to have those capabilities where healthcare organizations are able to monitor that remotely, it, it definitely does so much in terms of easing capacity constraints on organizations. Um, with an aging population, you know, I, I get back to my imagine a world. Yeah. You know, um, imagine a world where you won't have to, you have a, you know, an aging elderly person and you know their physician is able to monitor them remotely and also not only their physician but also their family that's perhaps living in another country or very distant from them and they'll have an understanding if you know there's something that's not going on right and we haven't heard from this person and and having that technology that enables people to do that that's massive um huge that adds value and it's life-saving life-changing yeah about what we do i i love it i think that's so inspiring and as as you know as you were saying it's also it's also life-changing you can prolong lives and you can get the help to people when they really need it what could be more important than that that's the thing and one of the key things that we're working on right now is just um in response to what we have seen within the pandemic and mm-hmm. frontline healthcare workers um, and just who, who need to make sure that they're equipped with the, the right tools and that they have the, the, the personal protection equipment in order to make sure that they're in a position where they're safe. So we're working on, on embedding our sensors into personal protection equipment so that there is an understanding of, uh, you know, are those employees okay? Oh, wow. Individuals okay? Because if there's one thing that, that has come out of this, it's, it's an urgency and a need to make sure that not only people that are working um, in hospitals, but also when I say the front line, I expand that to mean people, you know, the, the people that are helping in, in supermarkets where we have to go every single day and make yeah. sure that we have food on our table during this time. The people who are working in the, the factory warehouses to make sure that we're able to have the supplies that can be shipped around the world, you know, making sure that they're okay and that they have an understanding, the organization has an understanding of, you know, 
are they in a position where they are in the best health and what we can do to help help and what we can do to help them. So I, there's just so much that has come out of this situation with the pandemic where one, it, w- it was great to see how our technology can really help to address the problems, not only going on now during the pandemic, but things that will continue even afterwards. So, yes. Yeah, that, that's right. I, I, just, I just think it's what you're doing is incredible. And are you rolling this out globally, Cecilia? No, absolutely. I mean, we're, this is the thing that, and this is the other thing, like um, the, the demand and just the, the response and just the, the, the organizations that, that want to, to partner with us to really make this happen. Um, it's been great. And that's something that Hive is about also, um, you know, from the word Hive, a, a, a beehive, it's a, it's a collective, it's a community. And, and that's definitely part of the ethos of, of, of what Hive does is, is being that collective and that community of trying to bring together other organizations to address problems that relate to all of us. And that's another thing that I absolutely love about my role is is playing a large part in terms of bringing that collective together, even outside of, of Hive Dynamics. So it's it's an amazing time right now. And I think that during these challenging times, it, it's especially as leaders, it's important for us to bring together and connect those organizations so that we can make sure that we're doing good and, and we recognize that um, that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is which is the truth. It's it's the truth anyway. We are all connected to one another. But as you said, the power of technology enables us to make that real and actually translate it into into caring for absolutely. communities, not just individuals. And that's what I love about what I do. That's what I see as a, a, a key aspect of, of being CEO of this organization. It's it's bringing that type of leadership. Exactly. You know, so many years for organizations where when, when you thought of leadership, it was about, did you hit your numbers? Um, or, you know, did you do what you were supposed to do in terms of budget cuts and things like that? And I always saw leadership as something bigger than that. I always saw leadership as something bigger than myself. I see it as a responsibility and and you're taking on a role of service when you take on a role of leadership. And that's what I love most about what I do is being a CEO of Hive Dynamics. Fabulous. So we've got some comments coming through, Cecilia. So we've got some, I, I recognize Lucky is on there because he said some great points. I know how Lucky writes great. And then we've got Jace, hi Jane and Cecilia. She's talking about independence and safety. Um, a lot of people are saying awesome, great people. And so we've got some nice compliments coming through. So, guys, if you're listening in and you want to ask Cecilia some questions, this is your opportunity. They'll come through. So here she is. This is your opportunity. So I just thought I'd, I'd say that. So, um, so tell us a bit more about your personal ethos and your work as, as the chairperson of Tech Women Today and the ladies who launch as well, Cecilia. Where where did where does that all fit with your with your role, you know, as a formal CEO of of Hive? Good question. I think 
overall, in terms of my personal mantra, it's, it's always been about design, design a life that you love. Yes. I, I'm so passionate about personal development and professional development and, and having alignment between your personal world and your professional world. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, I've always made sure that I was in roles and I was in situations and I was in conditions where I felt like I was in an environment where I was growing and I was developing. And if I felt like I wasn't or I felt like that wasn't the right situation for me, I, I knew I had options. I remember when I was a little girl, my mother always said to me, she goes, you have options. So make sure that you, you don't have to stay stuck in a situation. And one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about leadership and in my day-to-day job and why I'm so passionate about the initiatives such as Tech Women Today and Ladies Who Launch, I, I've seen so many people who have been stuck. I've, I've been stuck. And, and I think that it's recognizing your power mm-hmm. and recognizing that you have the ability to change your situation. If you want to get out of that job that you find unfulfilling, you can do that. If you're in that toxic work environment, you can get out of it. If you're in that relationship where you just feel like it just isn't working and you just dread going home every single day, you can get out of that. So I think that, you know, I'm very much about designing a life that you love and making sure that you recognize your power, create options for yourself. And, and, you know, really live the life that you want to live. That's very, very much my ethos as well, Cecilia, which is one of the reasons why I'm so delighted to have you on here tonight. So living the life that you love, I think maybe it's time to introduce Norman. Is Norman still there? Yes, actually. And then to keep him calm, I know. (laughs) I'm the main person in my life. I have a little sausage dog, Norman. Norman, hello, Norman. Norman's been been participating in the interview all the way through, really, hasn't he? Exactly. And if he had, if he wasn't on my lap, then he'd be, you know, whining on the floor, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, so, so Norman yeah. is very much the, uh, very much uh, the love of your life, right? <laughs> He's Cecilia. He is. And during lockdown, you know, I, I think he's even getting sick of me. So these <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like, why are you sitting on my sofa? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so for, for all you um, guys out there, all you single guys as well, we yeah. should say that Cecilia is single. So she's probably <laughs> the most eligible female in tech circles today so there she is as well that little that's a little plug for her too um so okay so let's talk a little bit more about um about tech women today cecilia and also about ladies who launch what's the difference between those two groups and organizations which came first and why Mm -hmm. tech women today came first um when I was working in technology, and particularly when I started to get to, to more senior levels of, of working in tech, I, I started to see that, you know what, the, you know, there's quite a few women like leaving the organization and they weren't leaving because they were going off to have babies. Um, they were leaving because they felt like there weren't opportunities for them within the organization, um, within the industry overall. 
And I thought, my goodness, like this is such a dynamic industry. I felt like this is such a great industry for people to to grow their careers and, and have many different roles, even within that one industry over the course of their career. And that's what really motivated me to start Tech Women Today, because one, I thought we really need to expand the definition of what it means to work in technology. Mm-hmm. More than just being a programmer or a coder, you can be a, a program manager, you could be a, you could be a, a business analyst, you could be a, a writer, you could be, there's so many different types of roles that mm-hmm. you can have that are non-technical, but still work in the technical industry. And even within tech, because tech is across pretty much every sector that's out there, you can work yeah. in education and have a role in tech. You could work in art, fashion, healthcare, all these different industries and be considered working in, in the technology industry. So one, it's it's really expanding that definition of yeah. what it means to work in technology and, and making it an even more attractive option for people um, to enter the tech industry and to, to remain in the tech industry. So that was one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. The other aspect of it was that as I started to get more into my entrepreneurial pursuits, I started to come in contact with so many other women that mm-hmm. were quite intimidated by tech. And it, it's not just a, a, a female thing where, where women are intimidated by tech, but I saw that so many women where it's like, you know what, if you really leverage tech, your, your, your business could soar, mm-hmm. scale, and it could go to new heights that you probably couldn't even imagine. So the other aspect of Tech Women today is really to provide programming for non-technical female entrepreneurs that wish to leverage technology in order to grow and scale their businesses. Amazing, amazing. And how about ladies who launch then, Cecilia? What about that? Ladies who launch. So I I was a part of um, so many amazing female entrepreneur groups. I mean, when I first started to explore my entrepreneurial um, pursuits and, you know, one of them still going, I'm still a part of Sister Snob, which is the best, one of the best networks for, for female entrepreneurs that I have ever been a part of, ever seen. Um, and I'm still continue to, to just love the, 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 the camaraderie and the, the programming that's a part of it. One of the, but one of the things that I really wanted to do um, that came out of being a part of organizations such as that is that I wanted to really push and, and encourage women to become entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and to explore this as an area. So many women I, I knew at the time, they, they had great ideas. Uh, but they, you know, it was just that bit of motivation that they needed. It was just that bit of, um, encouragement that they needed in, in the programming, the support in place to understand and the understanding of the resources that they needed in order to have that successful launch. Yes. So ladies to launch is really about, uh, encouraging entrepreneurship and also for people that want to take that business to the next level. And, mm-hmm. During our, our programming, uh, whether it be the, the content that we provide or events, I like to have what I call real talk. 
because everybody gives you sort of a, the happy trail in terms of, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I wake up and I do yoga and I meditate and I'm so centered. Well, every day I can go like this and up and down and that's the reality of it and that's normal and that's okay. And I think that it's, it's through those, that, that real talk where you really have an understanding. Okay. Wow. That is normal. Oh, okay. That's so I'm not, I'm not failing. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're doing well. Yeah. It's so I think that, you know, that's one of the, the key differentiators is that, you know, I make sure that, you know, as we're doing the program, when we're having our interviews with people, it's, it's real talk. And it's providing people with tangible, realistic action plans for, for what they need to do in order to keep making progress. It's about stop striving for perfection and just aim for progress. Amazing. I love it because I, I talk to entrepreneurs more or less on a daily basis because people book calls with me and I get the real deal as well. Yeah. And a lot of the time I had a conversation yesterday with a lovely lady and she said, you know, I just feel as though things are not happening as fast as I want mm-hmm. or that I expected. And I said to her, it takes as long as it takes and you can't force it. What is being delivered to you right now in terms of your success experience is just exactly what you need right now because there are a few little gaps and, and some some things that you don't quite understand in order to take you to the next level. And that's a process. It is. And I think one of the things that, that I really had to learn was enjoy the journey. Yes. So many people are so focused on And I, you know, even I get guilty of it myself from time to time. And I have to catch myself where it's like, I want to get there. I have to get there. I have to get to this next. I have, And it's like, enjoy the journey. Think about where you were a year ago, two years ago. Yes. Look at where you are now. Celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And then recognize that, you know, you, you have so much more to do, but enjoy the journey and be grateful for where you are now and be grateful for the, the steps that you've taken and where you've come from to where you are now. So, it, and that's something I carry with me every day also is just having that, that gratitude because you're going to go through tough stuff. You are. You are. You will. But then it's being grateful. It's like, okay, that person was a complete jerk or, you know, that was a really tough experience or a tough meeting I went to. But be grateful for that because now that's going to strengthen you. And the lessons learned and you apply it and you move forward. Um, Oprah Winfrey is one of my favorite people in the world. In my head, she's my best friend. (laughs) She has an amazing... quote that that's on my vision board and I look at it every single day and it's turn your wounds into wisdom and it's so true mm. think of all though you be grateful for all those rejections be grateful for all those times where you didn't get that opportunity be grateful for you know the people that talk bad about you be grateful for the people that didn't believe in you because it got you to the point and it made you stronger so now you're just going to be unbreakable and bulletproof wow that's such a powerful message honestly that's great i love it i love it i'm sure that people on our group want more of that as well cecilia but 
I'm just going to go to some of the comments because we've got a few questions coming through now. Um, so is this program linked to health education to promote patient autonomy, Cecilia? Is there a potential for isolation? That's one of the questions. And then, uh, by the way, there's some praise for Norman as well, which I thought I'd just mention before you answer that question. Everybody loves Norman. Yeah. In terms of the question, is there, I was trying to look for it, is there for, is there potential, is the program linked to health education, promote patient autonomy? Yeah, is there potential for isolation? I love that question because one of the key things, and actually, um, with our sensor technology, one of the one of the the key aspects that we also monitor is um, mental health, which is so important right now. So sensor technology is so powerful. Where now you you have the capability to understand is somebody feeling anxiety, is somebody feeling fatigued, um, and being wow. I know. This is why I love this oh. place. So the data, and this is what, you know, data is is the new oil. So having that intelligence and having that ability and having that, imagine an individual like, you know, ha as an individual having that information where you're walking into a situation, you're starting to feel that anxiety, you know, and being able to self-regulate and having that knowledge, I think is so powerful. And to be in a in a company where we are able to provide that type of tech and that type of data insights to individuals, I think that one, it helps people to continuously understand their triggers and, and make sure that they're responsible and accountable in terms of their mental health and well-being, which is so important. And we've seen that throughout this pandemic, you know, yes. absolutely. And, and also be in a position where they have an understanding of when do I do, when do I need to reach out? You know, when am I in a position where I am feeling vulnerable and being able to action that in a positive way? So that's another reason why it's, it's an area and it's an initiative that I'm so passionate about and so proud to be a part of. Oh, that's really, really amazing when you think about it and to have that data uh, to be able to not not just as an individual monitor your your moods, but to have somebody, if, if for example somebody had any kind of mental illness, to to actually be able to plug that into a system and identify vulnerable people ahead of time. Again, life saving, life saving, and life changing for for literally potentially millions and millions of people around the world. Wow. And that's why that's why I love this tech and you know, I'm I'm so grateful for the career that I had in banking and um and working throughout different corporations. But right now the 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 position that I'm in and being the CEO of this company that does this type of tech, it's something that so many people are are really rallying behind from from our investors to our board to our clients to um, just people within our community because of the good that it's doing mm -hmm. and people want to be a part of that and and people understand that that is something that is going to be relevant forever and it, it's just an amazing thing to be a part of oh absolutely Right, so let me see some more questions coming through. Um, Jace is saying this is truly inspiring. 
And tech is such a cool concept and so wonderful how you make it sound achievable. Um, and she's also saying, I'm not sure whether Jace has some medical knowledge, but she says the cardiovascular um, system would pick up the sign sooner too. Does that mean anything to you? The cardiovascular system would pick up the sign sooner too. I'm not sure what she's meaning by that, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> all right. Um, Right, so so Cecilia, um, let's go back to you were talking about women in in tech and obviously the uh, tech women today and ladies ladies who launch. Why do you think it is that there aren't more women tech CEOs, for example? What 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 is it that that somehow puts women off? Well, I think it's um, I I don't think it's so much putting people off or I, I, it always, for me, it all gets back to pipeline from when you have little girls and are they interested in pursuing a career in, in tech? Um, do, do their parents know enough about, you know, the potential opportunities within technology to, to encourage them to pursue that particular avenue? And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to make sure that tech women today expanded the definition of what it means to work in technology where you don't have to be a computer science major you don't necessarily have to be a coder or programmer Um, you don't have to be a maths major or anything like that and really what it's about is just having the 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 aptitude and the leadership capabilities Mm -hmm. and you know both the both the soft skills and the technical skills in order mm-hmm. to, to have a thriving career. Um, I think if you, even if you take myself personally, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't a computer science um, major when I was at university. I studied political science, which definitely helps me in my day to day. It does. <laughs> and navigating organizations. But I think for me, what was, what I bring to the table in terms of tech, am I the most, technical person in in the world absolutely not but what i do bring to the table is my experience uh in terms of understanding how to run businesses in terms of how to run strong organizations and in terms of understanding how to to bring together teams in order to deliver something that has a greater good um you know that's really the, the value that as a leader i feel that i bring to the table and in terms of those skills that are going to motivate people that are going to um, encourage people to, to think in innovative ways, different ways, in order to bring together different groups of people who probably would have never thought of working together and all of a sudden can't imagine themselves not working together. That's what I absolutely love about my job, um, exposing people to and, and educating people on the different avenues of, of technology and, and demystifying a lot mm-hmm. of things around tech where people see, oh, wow, that's actually really interesting. And I don't have to be, you know, super techie or, you know, have an understanding of the computer science to understand what she's talking about. And I understand how that relates to just everyday culture. And that's what yeah. it should be. Because really, tech, it's, it's not even just a sector today. Tech is business. As you said, every business has tech within it. And businesses can't scale today without tech. They just can't. I think every aspect of our lives has mm-hmm. technology. 
Yeah. Us is not using technology on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, even some of us, you know, you're probably even going to have more of awareness of it now, you know, using technology that incorporates sensors yeah. on a day-to-day basis. So I think it's really about um, people having that understanding of tech is not going anywhere, where it's already so embedded in, in the fabric of our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. It's something that I think is creates amazing career opportunities. Um, and I think down the line, we will see more women entering the tech industry. I think that we will see more female tech leaders. I think that it's important that other women and other girls see other women in lead- in positions of leadership and, and thriving and doing well. And I think that that's one of the responsibilities that I really take seriously in, in being that face and, and being out there so people can see that, yeah, wow, it is really possible. I know oh, that's what I have in terms of those role models that I saw those, those women like in those senior positions at those organizations. And I thought, you know, I, I, I want to do that. Yeah, and that's it. You're out here showing the world that it can be done. So that's great. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's great. It's And that's one of the key things, you know. It's, it's really, you know, being that leader and being visible and being accountable and responsible and really um, walking the talk. And that's what you have to do. Definitely. Now we're we're having we're getting a lot of praise for Norman, and I think we're going to have to bring Norman back. Um, Second appearance. Oh yeah, yes. here he is again. There's Norman. So he's uh, he's very very patient, isn't he? And very looking very alert and observant. <laughs> yeah, he's a tech dog. He's Norman the tech dog. <laughs> he's actually yeah, he's a high dynamics mascot too. <laughs> that's great you know on a, on a meeting sometime and it's like yep norman votes yes okay okay great great so so if, if there's a if, if there's a decision that people are, are struggling to make then norman provides the extra vote does he that's true Boardroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> brilliant well um, so if people wanted to get in touch with you, Cecilia, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I think I, I love the, the engagement and the, the, the comments that I get on my social media. So whether it be Instagram or LinkedIn, um, Twitter, like those are, I, I love how people reach out and I try and also make sure that I'm quite active in terms of providing content and and just some encouragement and inspiration also. And it's great the feedback that I get from people and on on those channels. So definitely I think that's a great way of, of reaching out because I, I love to hear about what people want to hear more about and um and what they like and what they don't like. And it, it's great to see that from people. So yeah, that'd be great. Okay, and if people were interested in joining Tech Women Today or Ladies Ladies Who Launch, how would they go about joining or having a look at what what it's all about? Yes, for Tech Women Today, we, they can go on our website, techwomentoday.com, okay. and, and 
fill out the form and become a member of the organization. Also, through our social media channels, just saying, hey, you know, I'm interested in being a member and just providing their contact details so we can include them um, in the list of what our upcoming events are. And similarly with Ladies Who Launch, our social media channels. And people can always feel free to reach out to me via my direct social media channels also. And I'll make sure that you get included on both of those items, uh, whether it be Tech Women Today, Ladies Who Launch, or both. Amazing. Okay. So, so the time's nearly up, Cecilia. So one thing I'd like to ask you before you go is, is there any particular thought or message that you'd like to leave our listeners and our viewers with? And I say listeners because this is also going to go out as an audio podcast episode as well as a YouTube um, episode. So what, what, what is it that you'd like to leave everybody with? I think it's, I think it's really about that, that message around make sure that you're doing things, design a life that you love, invest in yourself, create options for yourself. I think it's so key and really have an understanding of what your identity is. Um, I don't know if I could end on one anecdote if we have time. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, I remember it was shortly before, um, it was like, it wasn't too long ago, but I, I remember there was a, there was, it was before I took my role as being the CEO of Hive, actually. And I remember I, I had reached out to a, a former boss of mine, actually, who I had worked with. And I, you know, there was a role that had come up for, um, that, you know, I knew was in his area. And I, you know, I was hoping, you know, I reached out and, you know, I was hoping he put in a good work for me, like, oh, you know, there's this role. Um, and he said to me, he goes, he goes, oh, okay. He goes, but you know, it's a senior role, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm applying for it. And then, you know, and I thought, okay, clearly he probably doesn't think that I'm, you know, right for that role or senior enough for that role. And I just, I remember that if that were several years ago or earlier in my career, I would have, you know, probably put had a little doubt in myself or thought, you know, is you know, is he right? Or and the reality is sometimes people are not gonna see your power. Sometimes people are not gonna see your worth. But you have to know what you're worth and you have to know what your power is. And several months later I got the role of CEO of Hive Dynamics and that's a pretty senior role. <laughs> of course it is, absolutely. So, a company that's that's going global is yeah. a unicorn. It's a unicorn company, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's and it, you know, it made me think back to that. Is that you know, sometimes people aren't gonna really see the value of you, but it's important that you understand what your value is, and that you never lose sight of that because the greatest blessing might be around the corner, and if you're not in that right state to receive that blessing, it could pass you by. And because I was in that right mental state and there was no imposter syndrome about me being able to do that role, it was, I was ready for the, to receive that blessing. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for um, that, even that opportunity, uh, well, that story, rather, um, that situation, because you know, it's a great story to tell today. 
it is a great story and it's one that I will remember myself, Cecilia, and I will also tell tell any of my mentees who are expressing self-doubt because that is a really good one. So thank you so much for inspiring us today. It's been great to have you on here this evening. Thank you to everybody that, that, that tuned in. Uh, Tech, Tech Women Today is an amazing initiative. And uh, it says a great anecdote. Know your intrinsic worth, self-belief above all else. So thank you very much, Cecilia, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you so much. Great speaking with you. Thanks for listening to the Smart Connector podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not head over to janebaylor.com and order a copy of my free report on building your personal brand. I'd love to connect with you on social media. And finally, don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss a show. Thanks for listening in and see you soon.